All right, fans, welcome back. Uh, we're in the gold room, and Woo-hoo! you are too. Welcome. Yeah, you like that one? That's a new one. That's a new one. <laughs> it's like a kind of like a Mr. Rogers thing. Like you're here in our little little puppet. It's a beautiful day in the gold fortress room. neighborhood. A beautiful thing. day for a gold room. Dude, watching Mr. Rogers feed his fish was the best. Watching Mr. Rogers do anything was the best. <laughs> I'm I'm a big Mr. Rogers head. Big Mr. I, I don't know why. There's always like uh like certain things that like will make you cry. The like Mr. Rogers, like any Mr. Rogers documentary, <laughs> like whatever, any story about the thing, the kind things he would do behind the scenes for no reason, like yeah. all that shit. I'm gobbing, dude. Yeah. He's just such a nice, wholesome human being. <laughs> the intro to The Last of Us does that to me. The video game. Ah. Not the show, because I was watching it with my wife, and I was more concerned about making sure she wasn't on her phone and watching <laughs> than actually Isn't enjoying the, the show. is the worst? Like, you're with his significant other, and like, you're, and like, you're spending the whole time, like, don't, don't you pick up the phone. And there she goes. Texting away. I'm watching. And then she goes, wait, what happened? Where'd the daughter go? No, I was paying attention. Welcome back to the Gold Room, folks. Uh, it's been a, been a little while. Uh, we wanted to let you know what uh, is going on. Now, Parker, I'll let you tell more details here, but uh, we did record an episode after the Marshall football game. What, what happened, Parker? We did record an episode after the Marshall football game. And that audio, um, I haven't even combed through it yet. <laughs> I could probably cut it, and, and there would be overall usable i would say six minutes max tops yeah tops uh for multi for different reasons for different reasons the content yeah there was there was a lot of not talking about anything relevant in the podcast (laughs) and then uh drunk yosef did a lot of talking about things that we can't put in the podcast uh uh both on an international conflict scale and yeah. a local college sports scale. Yes. Um, um, the production value was certainly not our best. No. Um, our mental fortitude was certainly not the best. Very low. <laughs> Very low. I uh, I walked off set. <laughs> yeah, Will, Will actually like left. We hit the 30-minute mark. I said, all right, I'm good. <laughs> and I left. Yeah, me and and me and drunk Yosef recorded another like three minutes of just like conversation. So um, here here's our promise to to all of you. We well maybe not a promise. This is a very likely uh, occurrence that we're not saying is a hundred percent guaranteed, like ninety percent guaranteed. Whenever this show ends, we will release that episode. I mean, we could. Uh... Whenever I get enough content in our, we I have a blooper folder, right? That I've been kind of just throwing and it's pretty wacky. stuff it's into. Pretty there, wacky bloopers, and, and it's mostly just like there's been a couple times where me and Will have gone on tangents that just like aren't relevant to the podcast, but are still kind of funny and stuff. Like I've held on to those. I think that's probably where it the. That's where that should live. We could throw clips into that, but the full episode, yeah, unreleased well, yeah. Or, or unedited, yeah, that will be our swan song. Yeah, that'll be the, <laughs> the finale. We'll do a live stream where we raise money to make me watch the ending of the Wake Forest basketball game. Right. That's and the, then we'll release. have to go through like a list of every single thing. Yeah, that we haven't done yet. 
the Penn State home footage. Yeah, the Penn from State from Alehouse. Yeah, there, see, there's a, there's a, the Wake Forest basketball ending, the Drunk Yosef meet camp number three episode. Technically, Drunk Yosef interview number two. Right? Yeah, he was there for the first though. Right, right. A uh, lot of lore that we're building here at Gold Room Studios. Right. We are building the Gold Room. Well, we are part of the App State Podcast Cinematic Universe after all. Right. And we are the best member of the App State Podcast Cinematic Universe. Not even close. Right. Not I don't think close. anyone's really even trying to vie for the title. You know? No, I mean. No one's ever claimed it except us. Yeah, I mean. We are silly. We're, uh, we're some wackadoos, I'll tell you that much. For example, uh, I believe we've had a meat camp injury here. We do. Uh, we we do. have lost a microphone, we believe. For the uh, first time. I'm currently recording on a, uh, a handheld mic, um, so I should sound the same. And the sound relatively same. sounded relatively similar. But if I sound more handsome, then that's probably what's going on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, you know, hey, things happen to Meat Camp, man. You got to be prepared when you pull up on Meat Camp. Right. Even if you're not in actual Meat Camp, but you're just saying you're in Meat Camp. Right. Meat, 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 meat camp. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I felt like I had to recover for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's was, part of why we haven't recorded an episode. I've been tired. Uh, we were tired after that trip to the Marshall game. Um, my sister had a baby, had her second child, so uh, we were down in uh, South Carolina visiting uh the child, and a uh, child. a child, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So we're gonna. Briefly cover the Marshall game, talk about Georgia State, and then we're going to talk about basketball, Northern Illinois, and Oregon State, which happened just last night. Um, so, yeah, let's go ahead and put the theme song, or theme song, it's not really song. Play me my theme music. Welcome back. You're in the gold Presented by Will Strickland and Parker Stone. So uh, let, let's talk Marshall. Um, I think uh, one of the big things to set up for us is we decided to. So our tickets we bought through the Marshall ticket office after the game sold out. Um. And we decided, instead of sitting in, like, the row we were assigned to in the thick of the Marshall section, which right. would have been a bad idea given how we hoot and holler, mm. Uh, mm. we decided to go to the very top corner of that section. Yeah. So if you're looking at the away bleachers the, and you top look left. at the, the guest section, which would have been green that night, literally the top left. There's, like, the a little pool row. of black up there. And yeah. It's us. Yeah. It's the best seat I've ever had. Absolutely. For an App State football Not game, even close. Other than the front row of the student section. I would I would still take that in the top corner. <laughs> because we had several rows between us and the next group of people. There was like a walkway that we could have pitched a tent on. Yeah, there's it's you almost could, like a platform up yeah, there at the top. You could sit, you could stand, you could march. We you had could exercise friends coming up and hanging out with us. Oh, we did. Up we had there. kind of a revolving door of guests right. coming through to awesome. say hi. Awesome. Honestly, we probably should have recorded then. <laughs> we probably should have brought the equipment back in it was uh it, and also that was something i noticed i specifically remember before the season started one of the announcements of like here's improves made to kid bruce was like enhanced security all guests will go through a security check before entering oh absolutely not nothing absolutely not nothing no. i could have brought one of those 
big jugs that you put on the water cooler at the office. I could have brought one of those in filled with absinthe. <laughs> and no one would have batted an eye. No one would have noticed. Just tuck under my shirt and say I'm a little pudgy. <laughs> and no one would say a thing. <laughs> I could have brought in four or five Wolverines in my jacket. Yeah. And just release them into the crowd. Yeah. Talk about hoot and holler. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, as always, had a... Uh, opposing fan encounter <laughs> it was funny uh this happens everywhere we go it happens everywhere you I go. go and i'm starting to think go. that i'm the problem wow it's taken <laughs> you it's taken you this long i think i'm identifying a common variable because uh <laughs> will kept every time something bad happened to marshall kept going sometimes good we are and then like waiting for the response yeah and like that was a step too far i think we can both agree no okay we don't no because maybe you know maybe it started after the the plane crash or whatever right obviously terrible story right that at this point that is the same as the app state chant the georgia southern chant the game cock chant what that Ge- is hold their- on, pause what georgia state chant Georgia Southern. Did I say oh, Georgia State? You said Georgia State. All yeah, the, Georgia State. State. It's when the the one fan over here and the other fan over here goes Georgia. They go. And the echo reaches the other one, and they say stay. They go train, <laughs> and then it reverbs off the concrete. Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. Uh, so yeah, so I, I don't. I. It's been decades. Respectfully, you know, I, right, I think right. it's just well, a chance. The Marshall fans in front of us didn't think of it that way did they even care about that i think they were just upset they were losing it was a hundred percent after you said it that guy whipped around and looked at me and our pal travis and said (laughs) oh we got mad at y'all right 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 no he he got mad at you but he turned around and you weren't there anymore right because we had so much space will every time something good happened for us kept doing like a little march i was marching to the fight song So Will was off marching, <laughs> right. and me and Travis were standing there. And standing he turned, on business. And he was like, do y'all have to say, do y'all no, have, is, he, could there anywhere else? It was something stupid. Right, like so that. he's talking to them, and as that conversation ends, I look over, and I see that this good old West Virginian with a bald head and trucker hat on, which is still in late 20s, right? So, Oh, yeah, I, not even late 20s. Look, he might have been younger than us. Uh, I see him starting to turn around, and I process that, okay, he just said something to my homies. You can feel the energy. You can feel when they're about Can you to. feel the energy in Kidmore Stadium? <laughs> he definitely could. Uh, so at this point, I see that the conflict has ended. So I run over, and I say, what did you say to renew the conflict? So he turns around again. He says, why the fuck are you sitting in this section? Why the fuck are you sitting here? And I said, this is my ticket. He said, this is your ticket? Really? I said, yeah. Do you want to see it? He said, yeah. I want to see your fucking ticket. So I get my ticket out. Drunk Yosef gets his ticket out. We hop down a couple rows. I hand it to him. And there it is. Section 209. Boom. Right on the ticket. My ticket was actually yellow. It was actually a golden ticket. It says 209. And then he changes from why are you in the section to why the fuck did you buy this ticket? <laughs> why the fuck would you buy this ticket? I said, I bought it from your ticket office. You can call them on Monday and ask them about selling these tickets to guests. And after that, I think he was embarrassed to realize that we were actually in the correct section. They uh, they ended up moving at halftime. I ended up seeing them 
they, they went down to like the front of the, the Marshall mm. section. But again, this happened at Chapel Hill basketball, Chapel Hill football, football. Yeah. In my own backyard of App State, in my own stadium. What is it with visiting fans saying, why are you sitting here? What do you mean? I mean, you got to expect it at this point. At App State basketball games as a student, you had our own fans asking you why you were there. <laughs> this is nothing new. But what what is this this idea that like you are not allowed to sit here if you are not the right fan? That's not right, how stadiums right, work. Right, this is like it's roped off. Like if you are not affiliated right. with Marshall. Like there's a bouncer and right, they're checking right, your ticket. Right. Right? Like I don't understand what the the Golly. the focus on could that you imagine is. if we had debbie in our section it's like debbie was like the U. oh debbie like, would hold that shit down oh yeah oh yeah she would have fucking body slammed old boy she would she would have done like a classic she would have slapped the trucker hat off she would have done like a classic umpire like you're <laughs> out of here <laughs> but the game itself was great that was yeah it was awesome the best game we have played well georgia state maybe we'll get into that yeah marshall was phenomenal that was the first game of of the season and probably uh probably two i think last year the score for the old dominion game was pretty lopsided but i don't remember we were at that but i don't remember that feeling right, like right a total blowout this marshall we were in control from the start right it was a the complete game in all three phases i was never really worried at any single point whatsoever no. and by the fourth quarter it was party time it felt great it felt like old times so uh, this this is a fun this is a fun thing so on my uh my sister right now is a senior at App. Um, Shout out! And uh, I had a younger cousin who came, who lives in Wilmington. He came up for the game too. So uh, during the fourth quarter, you know, they were both on Miller Hill, and uh, I got the text like, "Hey, where you can come on down." So I ventured myself over to Miller Hill, and it's the first time I'd been over there since we went to what the Troy game a couple years back. And uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Or the, was it no? Elon? That was Elon. Uh, Elon. Elon. Yeah, the season opener. Um, what a hoot! He came back, and the first thing he said was, "It's like Woodstock '99 down there." Yes. <laughs> I, I, I back when we were there, there was never this like mud pit. Like there was uh-uh. a slip and slide built into the hill made out of mud. Now he, it was definitely still the drunk overflow. Oh, absolutely. But it was not what it is now no 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 <laughs> it is not these people were like mud wrestling and like <laughs> like straight up like running start like on the concrete like jumping and diving head first into the mud That's like insane i had no idea what was going on there was also more trash on the hill than i've ever seen in anything with grass on it ever yeah. That was the yeah. other part that made it feel like Woodstock 99. <laughs> it was, there might have been like 5,000 mini bottles <laughs> in just like the area where I was standing. It was like, if I it can't were, believe people were able to sneak those in. It was Security's like, pretty tight. you either stepped in mud or on airplane bottles. Those, that was all that was there. I did it all for the nookie. You got Limp Biscuit playing in the background. The nookie, so you can take that cookie. <laughs> it was, uh, it was a vibe. It was a vibe. You enjoyed it? Oh, Or yeah. was it more of a spectacle, like a zoo type thing? Like, oh, that's cool, but I wouldn't want to be there. It was, I spent the perfect amount of time there. It was a lot ah. of fun to be there for the fourth quarter of a, a blowout game. That's true. Like, yeah. After I didn't have to worry about the team anymore, to be able to just, like, with everybody who's here for App State, just, that's why I said it turned into a party. 
Right. By the fourth quarter, we did not have to worry about the game anymore. We right. could worry about right. the kids <laughs> mud wrestling. It's awesome. Yeah, that game was uh was awesome. It, having a night night game. I think first Saturday night game since 2014 is what yes, the consensus Saturday night was. Game, yeah. Uh that was awesome. Uh just a, a great overall experience. The and sitting up that high too, you can hear the band super clear. Mm-hmm. You can hear the student section. The super band felt clear. like they had like a mic or something for where yeah. we were. It, it was awesome. The student section had a couple good like organic App State chants that that started both during timeouts and uh, just during like kind of lulls in the game. Right. That was awesome. Whenever that just like happens organically and the whole stadium picks up on it, that's great. That's when the other team is just feels suffocated. Like right. when an App State chant right. starts out of nowhere, it's not on the video board. The cheerleaders didn't start it. It just starts from the student section. That is like, can you feel the energy? That's the energy they're talking about in Kid Brewer Stadium. So that was a, a fantastic game. The whole weekend was great. Uh, we went to well, we went to McAdoo's. I tried we. I kind of got the Mr. McDo burger. I drew the recipe card. Yes. I drew a diagram. Yes, he did. Handed it to our waitress. They got everything right except the mar- there was no marinara sauce, and that shit was dry. The yeah. marinara sauce is essential for the Mr. McDo burger. Um, so overall, I'm glad we went back because it had been probably three years since I'd been yes. there. Probably more, yes. honestly. Um, you know, just because of the meme, but I can wholeheartedly say I have no reason to ever go back. No, it is. Uh, our service was great. Our waitress was serving uh, about ten tables too many, mm-hmm. and the table behind us they were using to cut fruit. Like they, it was a food prep station. It was like a food prep station that they forgot to break down, and then at the end, our waitress offered us the honeydew that they yeah, had cut she up. Said y'all want honeydew because she said if not, they were gonna throw it all away. And there was like. A honeydew, an entire honeydew. No, it that was multiple honeydews. <laughs> it was like a, a five gallon sized tub full yeah. to the brim. Uh, um, but yeah, so the and I, I, the biggest part is I don't know a single item on McAdoo's menu that calls for a honeydew. Why did they point. even have that? And to have that quantity, right? Like, what do they make? Yeah, what are you ordering it at is, McAdoo's? McAdoo is just so. I, I, you got to give them props with how solidly five out of ten they are. And it was packed. Packed. So it's many the, people. It's like a criminal tourist trap. Like, the right. FBI needs to investigate what's going on here. Could you imagine what would happen if you put lilies there? The activist bar? <laughs> <laughs> For those of y'all who heard our appearance on the Boneyard podcast before we the ECU call game. the activist bar. <laughs> If you're doing some activism, you're going to Lily's. <laughs> Lily's, the Cardinal. I mean, we went to the Cardinal. We did go to the Cardinal Friday night. None of us got the Ryan Burger Burger. The Ryan Burger is too big. There's it, too much. It is. There's a lot stuff. It's a lot. I just got a simple burger, some fries. The fries, dude. The fries are like gourmet McDonald's fries. Yes, they're they so are. good. They're so they're perfect. and now that Justin Absen Burger looks really good. Yeah, like super appetizing. And honestly, like. It's one of the few places, you know, I've been to that's kind of an upper scale restaurant bar, kind of a hip spot where like the drinks were a great price. Yeah, y'all Unbelievable. got there were beers. Like, what y'all got beers for like three bucks? Two, two bucks? Yeah, yeah. That's that's awesome. Unbelievable. Punk Yosef got like he got like three beers and like a whiskey, and the drinks alone were like 
I don't know, like 12, 15 bucks. Like yeah. it, it was I've crazy. been sleeping on the Cardinal. I really did not yeah, go much when I lived up it's, there. It's, um, it's, cause it's kind of tucked back there on 105. Yeah. But it is. That's a the only gem. disadvantage. It of, is a gem. And I wish yeah. the, the back patio area wasn't open when we were there because we're shooting like, uh, there was like a first snowboarder. There's a film festival going on, and there right. was like a uh, like a local snowboarder there, like filming stuff, which is right. Cool. Uh, so we didn't get to go on the patio, but that that place is a vibe. Yeah, and then on the way out of town, we went to Comeback Shack, of course. Delicious meal. Uh, it the craziest part was seeing Uber Eats and DoorDash orders. That was weird. That was weird. that made me. You know, I felt no like I was getting delivery. Old. Like, no what is delivery anymore? What is Boone turning into? Right. <laughs> All of this to say, um. Quite literally, any restaurant could go where McAdoo's is, and it would be better. Yeah. Quite literally. You could put a goddamn McDonald's there, and I'd be happy. Yes. Or a Shake Shack. A- Honestly, like that is if that came available, I'm 100% dead set sold that a Shake Shack would go there. Nah, I'm hitting up Fuddruckers. How many Fuddruckers are left in the, the, the country? The closest one is in Spartanburg. And the reason I know this, because I love Fuddruckers. I looked it up recently. Big Fudhead. I was at an event. I was talking to my friend about Fuddruckers. This dude sitting next to us overhears us. And I'm like, yeah, the closest one is in uh, Spartanburg. He's like, no, there's one in Charlotte. I said, no, there's not. He said, yeah, there's it's there's one in Charlotte. I said, brother, if there was one in Charlotte, I'd be there right now. It's in Matthews. And then I watched him pull his phone up, kind of nod a little bit, and then put his phone away and didn't say anything else. So don't check me on my my Fuddruckers knowledge. Okay, so it looks right now in the United States, they're only on the East Coast. It's a, it's a dwindling franchise. One, two, three, four, five. Motherfucker, we counting Fuddruckers on on Six. the podcast right now? Listen, <laughs> I'm not gonna sit here and tell you about the backup right guard for 30 minutes. I'm gonna tell you that there's two Fuddruckers that are temporarily closed. So I think that means that they're gonna get remodels. So we could if see revamp if we're lucky. Um, one of which is the Myrtle Beach location. Ooh, right. See, this Dang. is hard hitting journalism right here. This why, is... why doesn't Fuddruckers have any NIL deals with their local down the street school coastal? Um, interesting. They're right That's there. That's a great point. They're right there. How many coastal athletes? Why aren't they on Fuddruckers? Why don't they have a Fuddruckers deal? Why aren't they on Fuddruckers deals? Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Much to think about. Uh, so then we had the Georgia's Day game. Yeah. Uh, which, I, uh, truthfully, I didn't watch that or the NIU game very much because I was at the hospital visiting my sister and my, my niece. Um, but it seems like the Georgia State game, there wasn't too much to watch because it was just another blowout, which was, again, super satisfying uh, and and you know people i think got into a rut kind of after that back-to-back coastal ODU losses where people were like oh is joey that guy he's had two back-to-back three touchdown games against two better opponents in marshall and georgia state two teams that i you know are gonna play in a bowl this year or whatever yeah uh and he's looked good i i saw a good. couple tweets i want to i want to talk about sean elliott just for a quick yeah let's do a quick it. moment because i'm gonna be real i don't think I think he's corny. I don't like the dude. I I also I'm glad think he's a it, mountaineer. It, it'd be different if he a bit he, of a cornball. He like you know it got viral when he was like, oh yeah, our guys played terrible today. Blah, right. Blah, blah blah. If he did that every once in a while, I'd be like, oh okay, cool. You know, calling team out, good, whatever. He's like that every week though. And did you know that he like throws his players around and gets excited in their with face? Them? Can yeah, you believe that? I, I mean, it's it's a little, it's almost like Bobby Knight ish to me. I can't, but 
like Bobby Knight was definitely serious about it, and I can't tell if Sean is. I think I can't tell if it's a bit or not. The bullshit they did with not letting our team like do the prayer circle yeah. at midfield, that's corny as that's fuck. That's weird. And there's no way the coaches didn't know that. Right. And like, the coaches didn't know that. I feel like they should have been much more aggressive in stopping it. Like, in the footage, it's just kind of like... It, it looks like... There's no way Sean doesn't What's know the dude... That? Uh, uh, Jonathan Majors? The... That the, video of him breaking up the high schoolers fighting yes, with his yes, little paperboy hat on? Yes. I got those vibes from the yes. video of Sean Elliott like, hey, stop. No, stop all the fighting. That's right, what I got. Right. That was bullshit. The dudes never beat us. He will never beat us. No, he won't. His team, uh, he's hit his ceiling, which is going to be a 7-5, and 8-4 and four season with a famous potato Idaho Bowl win. Right. That's his, his ceiling, right? right. And... I saw some people saying that I would love Sean Elliott to be the coach at App State. No. 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 Not only no. do I, if we move on from Sean Clark at the end of the season for one reason or another, we right? Need, we, we don't need know to how hire, these last games go. We we need to, A, not not get Sean Elliott just because he's Sean Elliott. Not, yeah. And B, we need to intentionally look elsewhere outside of the App State family. We need to hire someone who has never been to Boone. Never, has never touched foot in Watauga County. Right. Like, I, I wholeheartedly, and you can come at us for that, but, like, I, I 100% believe, like, it's it's almost like genealogy. You get a little inbred too much. <laughs> you gotta go, you gotta go outside the gene pool. I know it's, it's a great story how we went from Moore to Satterfield. And then we had drink wins, and then we went to but, Clark. But Jerry Moore, Jerry Moore, when he got hired to be Appalachian State's head coach, had zero ties to the state of North Carolina. Dude was from Texas. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think that it's it's just you something keep that the lineage of like it, yeah. Mountaineer fans and alumni, especially alumni that had the 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 fortune to like watch that Jerry Moore era, right. especially those national championship teams. Right. Being able to hire a Mount, an App State guy is awesome. Yeah, it, we got to stop. Right. Yeah. I think at the, on the time to stop. on the trajectory we're on right now, I'm feeling much more confident that Sean Clark will be here next year. Right. The team Definitely. has looked like a different team. Right. After that say, ODU game, yeah. Really say things game. collapse against JMU, Georgia Southern, our bowl game, we go like zero and three to finish. Then he's he's we back on the chopping block. Yeah. Right. If he's gone, I do not want an App State alumni. I no. do not want a former coach, nope. a former player, former student, former employee, former tourist, former, former fan, a Price Lake a photo taker, former mail guy. None of it. No. No. I want some dude from Montana, California, Texas to, to come through. And the best season we've ever had at App State was Eli Drinkwitz. But Jerry Morn. Uh, a 13 and 1 FBS season is better than a national championship in FCS. They're going to roast you for that, but you're right. That's a fact. That's a fact. Better branding. Yep. More revenue. Yep. Better talent. More eyeballs. National relevance. It, it's. We beat an it's SC, We beat an SEC school and an ACC school that year. It's better. It's better. Having a successful um, FBS season, being, having a ranked FBS season is steps ahead of winning an FCS national championship. They're going to cook you for that, but you're not wrong. Book it. You're not wrong. Book it. At all. So, uh, yeah, Sean Elliott's cornball. Yeah. I, I'm Goofy. I don't care. He's Goofy. never going to beat us. Uh, Coach of a team with four fans, too. Yeah. Maybe he can... We can. 
Wait, go to. And that's the the crazier thing is that he has that level of intensity and passion, and quite literally, no one associated with Georgia State has any intensity or passion around that program except for him. No, their fans don't. Feel, except there is not a single Georgia State, and that, there's tons of App State fans that get fired up, scream like that, whatever. Yeah. There's not a single one in Georgia State. No, prove me wrong. The the person most fired up about Georgia State football is whoever's in that athletics office saying there's fifteen thousand people at these games. And that, that they're uh, committing like mail fraud. The NCAA is gonna change that. <laughs> and that's I don't understand why you know, if George State's allowed to lie like that, why but there's a couple other schools that do that too. I will well, say I'm sure. Tulsa yeah. Tulsa is one of the biggest <laughs> offenders. Those dudes those dudes say they have like twenty thousand every weekend <laughs> and there's like there's like maybe 400 people in the stands. <laughs> like that, Tulsa is one of the worst examples out there yeah. too. But like, golly, if I'm USC and I'm playing in, in the the Memorial Coliseum out there, yeah, 100%. I'm saying, oh yeah, there were 98,000 people here today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those AI generated four million person stadiums. Right. Yeah, right. It's right here in Atlanta. Right. <laughs> Until the NCAA says you have to just you you have you can't call attendance. You gotta you yeah. gotta give us a scan count. Yeah. On the flip side of that, we we have to talk about this again, how the attendance for the ECU game was the exact same as the attendance for the Chapel Hill game. Our all-time highs attendance was the exact same number twice. Yeah, that one was That has little... to be a fire marshal thing. Yeah. That... Well, they said, if you go over this, we're shutting it down. I think that, too. I think that was definitely a uh, don't get in trouble with the state or right. fire board or whatever. We're going to have like six more games like that. Like right. the most attended game tied in, in a seven way tie. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever South Carolina comes, or whatever, it'll be deep. wow, what do you know? Yeah, man, what are the odds? What are the odds, dude? Uh, then let's talk about the Oregon State basketball game. Yep, happened still. just last night. So last night I actually uh, got very lucky. I was able to go to the Hornets game. Uh, my mom hooked me up. Someone through work was giving away tickets. My mom gave my, me Hornets tickets. My mom's a great woman. Uh, she gave me the tickets, and then she was like, uh, they're apparently pretty good. I was like, and I saw that their section, the section started with one, which has never happened ever before. Right. Normally so we go I was already game, on cloud nine, and right? it's like 202 row right. Z. This could have been the last row in the lower bowl, and right. I'd be like, I'm, this is amazing. I'm courtside. Right. Right. <laughs> The seats ended up being damn near court side. Right. Uh, we were so if you've been to Spectrum Center, you go up the escalator, that main entrance, right? We're like, oh shit, it's like right here. Like, so we walk in and I'm looking at my tickets. It says row A3. So we're going down the steps and I'm seeing the letters. And I'm in my head, I'm going, is this going backwards or forwards? Because I'm like, there's no way. Like we we're we're te- yeah, we keep going a, down. Right. And I'm like, I must have missed it. We must need to go up. Cause I'm not seeing A, and then there's A. So we were, uh, we were at the uh, baseline under one of the hoops under the hornet next to the hornets bench. Uh, there's like two court, uh, court or floor rows, a little bit of walkway, and then we were the third row of that. Right. So we were in technically what could be the crown club. You have an opportunity yeah. to like upgrade your ticket, right. which is actually pretty nice. One of the uh, like the the ushers we talked to, she was great. She said that the there's like a basically a restaurant back there. And when you have the crown club, you can come in early and get dinner and see the team go out to the court and then go to your seat and watch the game. So it was literally like a dinner and a show. So the seats were awesome. And I had no idea. And it ended up being the in-season tournament game against the Heat. So we got to see Jimmy Butler, which he's one of my 
maybe one of maybe my favorite uh, NBA player. One of my favorites for sure. Uh, we got to see his goth picture up on the screen. They had it in there. That's awesome. On the scoreboards, whenever they showed like who's playing their stats, it was him, goth Damn. Jimmy Butler up there in the corner. Damn. That was hilarious. So something I never realized about the Spectrum Center, because I until last week had also never been anywhere near the, the yeah. floor, of, yeah, you know, the lower section at all. I did not realize that they have separate video boards underneath the video board yeah. for people that are courtside or really close to see. Yeah. I had no idea. And if I remember correctly, because I, I did an internship with the Hornets in 2018, I believe. If I remember correctly, those video boards that are under the Jumbotron were the original video boards before they installed the Jumbotron. Oh, so that that's shows like use. the upgrade. Right, that's a good use of the old boards because they're honestly they're super convenient because you don't have to like yeah. crane your neck up as much. I was like, this is awesome. Everybody yeah. should do this. So the reason I'm talking about the Hornets game is because we lost. And <laughs> <laughs> um, on the way home, I was like, man, I, I I expected the Hornets to lose. We're the Hornets after all. I volunteered to go to a Hornets game. I knew what I was watching. Uh, but my Mountaineers ain't going to do that to me. No, sir. We're about to have a night. Right. And honestly, going into the game against Oregon State, I would say it was, I would say it was an, I felt an above 50% chance that we would win. I would put it about 60. Really? Just off vibes. Wow. Just purely off vibes. Wow. Because of, of the hype, I feel like the team would be really excited. We had, we had traveled there pretty well in advance. So it felt like we had some time to, to, get used to it and get comfortable. Um, the first half was kind of rough. Right. Um, it, it's hard to say if we played terribly or if they just were not missing. Some games, your opponent just doesn't miss. And it doesn't matter what your defense looks right. like. They're just hitting their shots. Um, they have, It's always dangerous. Whenever the other team's got a white boy that starts hitting shots, App Scares, State yeah. is in trouble. Scares, yeah. And Oregon State, boy, did they have one. They had a big... And that man was, he was big time, for sure. See, I didn't go into the Oregon State game feeling that confident. I went into the Oregon State game thinking any scorer that you could tell me I think would be possible. Like, I I think quite literally anything could happen tonight. We could get stopped by 50. We could blow them out. We could go to overtime. Yeah. I was just like, I, I just have no idea what to expect here. Yeah. Zero idea. Good point. It is like, a, a, I think they actually said it was the second time we had played, which is second interesting. Second time ever. Yeah. Right. It's, so it was one of those weird matchups where it doesn't really mean anything. The teams don't so, have any connection. It's so early in the season that it's like, I yeah. have no idea how good this is going to end yeah. up looking later. And uh, so the first half ends and kind of an unfortunate uh, Achilles heel for the Kearns era. Oftentimes we go into half in a pretty big hole. And no matter how well we play in the second half, we just literally run out of time to catch right. up. And that kind of happened last night. Not not so much in terms of running out of time because we literally went to overtime. Yeah. But I think we were down nine or ten at halftime. Um and then coming back, we actually played I'd say exceptionally well. In the second half. Absolutely. Um, there was definitely, whether it was just the the aches of traveling or just playing hard and getting exhausted, we definitely started, like, Justin Apson started cramping up, which is never, you know, I saw that second time he went down, he was, like, laying on the court. I was right, like, right. if he's out, out, like, let's just wrap it up. Well, and, like, and you also got to think these dudes are tired because, you know, 
you got to think we were tired at that point being 11:45 at night. Yeah, right. And they're like playing on West Coast. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Uh but overall I, I thought um the I mean some of the the familiar faces really performed well. Terrence Harcum phenomenal. That scoop shot he had yeah. there at the end of the game, that was That was phenomenal. Beautiful. That was um, a dream. CJ definitely had some great moments. Justin Abson played very very well um he picked up four fouls he went from you said you went from one foul to four fouls in like a minute yeah a minute of game time tops yeah so he played the remaining four and a half minutes plus ot with four Four fouls fouls and didn't foul out yep and Mm -hmm. and picked up a a very key block during that stretch had at least had at least one block with four fouls on him right um which is an accomplishment in itself to have mm-hmm. four fouls and basically not sit. He may have rested a little bit, but not be taken out to right. preserve that foul. Right. That's an accomplishment to not foul out. It of course kind of restrained him a little bit, kind of put one arm behind his back. He couldn't go all out, um, but he was still certainly a force. And I think Justin Abson, he's built a reputation for himself enough that no team is going to take, you know, kind of assume that just because he has four fouls, we can attack him. Right. They, they still know what he can do. Right. Um, Donnie, of course, the buzzer beater put back. Uh, honestly, Don, I love in those late moments in a close game running the entire offense through Don. That's I think how, so. Yep. Until somebody else shows me that they're they can handle those clutch tough moments, there is no reason for the ball to be in anybody else's hands. Yeah, at all. Yeah, um, I remember uh, kind of on the opposite end. I think it was last year we went to overtime at Coastal. And it was kind of the Donnie show. Like, basically, he was the only one touching the ball. But in that instance, he was exhausted. Like, his shots right. weren't even hitting the rim. Right. And in this instance, that may, it may have been similar, right? He put up a shot uh, that hit the front of the rim. But no one boxed out. He just jumped right back up and, and put it back in. Um, so, incredible effort from Donnie to stick with that play. Put that, put that ball back up. Right. Uh, you know what I got flashbacks of? Norfolk State, Justin Forrest. Oh. Kind of similar. That last second bounces yeah. back, rebounds right to him. Right. You got to kind of have to do that kind of like half shot kind of yeah, mid-air. Yeah, like, like you're playing taps. Yeah. Yeah. I got. I immediately thought of that. Wow, that's a good That's a good one. Yeah, shout out Justin Forrest. He was watching. Him and Michael Monesty posted. They were both watching. Yeah. And they went to overtime and uh, shit the bed. <laughs> And, and, that must have just been pure and that's exhaustion. For a, and and I, I felt that way going into OT that it would probably head that way. Um, mainly due to Donovan was exhausted, Terrence staying in foul trouble and also being exhausted. Um, Absent with four fouls and cramping up, not at 100%. Right. Uh, it, that, that was a game that we probably we needed to have won in, in regulation but yeah just to make it back to overtime in that game i think yeah. i think we did do something that has just been a, a problem for app state under both fox and kearns free throws well because <laughs> that was a big problem we ain't even gotta talk about that anymore that that's just like a well uh, well that game if because going to the line late, Terrence split free throws twice, Xavion split free throws, Justin Absen split mm-hmm. free throws. Literally, if any one of those dudes just hits one it, more free there's, throw. That's always the case in a loss. And, like, Justin, I get it. You're, he's a big. That's fine. 
but we've got guards doing that. Yeah. Like, the fact that the, even the commentators were like, Xavion made one of the two free throws. Yeah, I think he was like, oh, beat his average. He says, yes. he gasped. Well, because like <laughs> last year he had like, it was like 36%. Like, oh my God. It was astoundingly low. Yeah. But the, the, what I was going to say other than free throws is if you go down by, you know, by three or more possessions in the second half, it's, the game's over, no matter where you are in the game. Mm-hmm. And we managed to fight back and, and send right, that to overtime. Right. So that was uncharacteristic of us in a good way. Right. It was good to see that we didn't give up. and Because um, there was a point with what? Four, with like 450 left in the game where I think we called timeout, where we were down like eight or something like that. And it felt pretty so. insurmountable. Yeah. It felt like this wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. The fact we came back is right. is a sign of progress for sure. Um, but also the fact that the regu- regulation ended 63-63 and the final score was 81-71. Right. I think Oregon State... They did not miss an OT. Oregon like, State scored maybe 20 points in the second half. Like we held... Their shooting just went cold. Right. Um, and then they just... I think they got to overtime. The coach is just like, what the fuck are we doing? Let's just win this shit. And they just lit they, it up. They only scored twenty in OT. Yeah, or in second in the second half. Now there was a really bad call talking about like one point that could change things. Yeah, there was that one play. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. There was exactly a loose ball, the baseline yep. of of our hoop. I think Absent was on the ground, and then uh, two Oregon State. That players. one dude from Oregon State uh, was it Pope? No, uh, his last name was like I B E. I think number three. Um, he dove. And passed the ball, but he ten thousand percent was on the oh. was out of bounds, and they like didn't even like look. Like, no, it was weird. Like uh, it was a hundred. Like there was no way that between Absin and Oregon State's player that no one touched the ball right. out of bounds. Right. Either way, somebody was out of bounds and yeah. touched that ball. It was a pretty egregious missed call. Right. Like, and that led to a fast break three. Right. Like, even I, I would even have been fine if they had called it out on us. If like just right, because then we would have set, set a defense and right. not give up a fast break up. like that. Right. That was honestly officiating overall was pretty good. I, the fact that I there was I don't remember the officiating means the officiating was good. Right. They called foul. Everything that was they called as a foul felt fair. Right. If, that was bad. Yeah, that was pretty that, obvious, and the ref was right there. Yeah, that was it, like his position. Well, and I think it was almost like the ref was just like locked into like, all right, now they're on offense. We're gonna go down the field because I'm not even sure they were looking. Like I think they were looking right. up court and never saw that that ever happened. Maybe what he was doing was watching the ball, thinking if this goes out of bounds, I need to see what hand touched it last. Right. So he wasn't looking, looking at because I think it was like the dude's back or like shoulder. It, yeah, it was like he was like out. sitting and rolled yeah. on the line, not that the ball every day. So it's, yeah. it's a weirder out of bounds, anyways. But it's still very blatant. Yeah. So that was bad. But again. We've said it a million times. If you leave the game up to to the refs, then you've you've lost. You can't right. do that. You can't you can't hope for that. Um, um, overall, I would say a, a loss is a loss, but there are some definitely some good takeaways. Um, it that felt that, like we're building to something. Definitely, definitely. I, I'm I'm not. You know, I, I don't. It's not like we lost, and I feel like all this preseason hype was all bullshit. You know, right. there's no reason to think that. Right. Um, now we go to Florida and we play some some really solid mid major competition. We play Wilmington and then Murray State, right? 
Um, Wilmington's the next game for sure. Yeah, Wilmington, then Murray State on the 22nd. Yeah. And Fort then we Myers, tip-off, whatever. We get Austin P State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we have some really good competition coming up. A um, lot of time on the road for the boys, which is definitely going to be taxing. Yeah, they'll go back but to we do get, before right, they go. We do get time home uh, before and then before they go to Florida, so help them reset a little bit. Right. And then afterwards, we get you know get two games back in the home center before you play. Yeah. The oh. one thing I want to see most out of our team, I haven't seen enough from the new guys. It still feels like the same team and, from last year. And I year. felt that way, too, that late in the game, minus that stretch in OT where Spillers came in, um, I think that happened because of absence four fouls and him being tired. They just had to put Spillers in for a second. But I, I did kind of comment to myself that this is last year's team. This is, yeah. This is last year's core. Literally. There's quite literally no, no tape. The only difference is Terrence has a headband now. That was the only. That was the it only lo- way. He looks pretty cool. That you know the footage is from 2023, right? <laughs> and right. Not 2022. And, and I would have liked to seen Tate or somebody else contribute a little more. Yeah, and maybe that's just still finding the rhythm. Yeah, maybe, chemistry, whatever. Or maybe these are the best players that that are on the court. Either way, I want to see new faces I, perform. I, I will say, and uh, this is a player that I said is one of my dark horse MVP candidates. Whatever I in that game was unbelievably disappointed with Chris Mantis's defense. It yeah. looks like he has not improved defensively. Yeah. And that that huge three to keep us in that game, that was big. Offensively is not the problem. It's he just looks lost on defense sometimes. He so just he's sometimes not back. Sometimes he's, he seems a little flat footed. People are just kind of it's like a like a cone drill. He's letting people get in front of him under the basket. Yeah. I mean it's Yes, no, no bueno. No but bueno. I do think he 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 definitely plays hard on offense. There is that oh, one that one pass and that the, was going out of bounds, and he kind of jumped out of bounds and, to save and it. And what he just does for your spacing, it, it's important to have a guy that that you know is a three point threat there in the game that teams have to account for, just so you're not clogging the lanes and everything. Everybody's, everybody's you know, yeah, yeah. So I I agree. I I think his offense is. So far, as good as it was last year. Right. Um, not ready to say that he's improved yet, but it's three games no. in. Uh, no. Uh, um, yeah. But defense, that is the tough balance. You know, like being able to leave your, your best shooter in, but you can't count on him for a stop. Right. Like, you can't be giving it up on the other side. Yeah. That's that's uh, that's a, that's why I'm not the coach. <laughs> <laughs> and with that... <laughs> Yeah, we, we can wrap it up there. Still excited to watch the team. Uh, also, shout out to the women's team. I believe they had a 20-point comeback against Ohio um, for a dub. I want to say 20-point fourth-quarter comeback, too, if I if I remember correctly. So shout out to the women's basketball team. Um, I don't know if they're also doing a Mac Sunbelt partnership. But. I, you know, I, and that's, I don't know if that's uh, part of, of that. I don't yeah. – I think that might be. Also, uh, shout out Jamie Basketball being nationally ranked in the oh, AP right. poll. Uh, women's basketball is part of the Max Sunbelt. Okay. They have a game February 10th. That's a, I don't know the last time, if ever, a Sunbelt team has been ranked in the AP poll, but J- there's Jamie, 24, which yep, is crazy. 3-0. Um, looking at the I, I can't Sunbelt, wait to beat them. Uh, the only anomaly that's kind of sticking out right now, JMU is undefeated. The only other team is Coastal, but they've only played one game. One game? They've still only played one game. What the hell? They the beat, COVID protocol? They beat Piedmont by two. <laughs> that was the one game Coastal Care. That don't count. They've played zero games. Uh, they'll play Wichita State 
tomorrow at 4.30. Oh, okay. That's their first game of the season. That's their first game. That's their first game. <laughs> they have one of the worst non-cons I've ever seen. Piedmont, Wichita State, NC Central, SC Upstate, Winthrop, St. Andrews, Wofford, and Charleston. Charleston is the only bright spot on that. And it's at Charleston, so they'll lose by about a hundred. Damn, some a uh, real South Carolinian rivalry. <laughs> How about it? <laughs> the Fuddruckers Championship. The Fuddruckers Championship. <laughs> The uppity beach South Carolinians versus the dirty Myrtle South Carolinians. Winner keeps who will win. One, the winner, loser gets their Fuddruckers permanently closed. No, winner gets theirs temporarily closed for remodel. Don't say that. That's terrible. Loser <laughs> loses Fuddruckers. Uh, you know sa- that's a post game meal for them too. You know they beat I hope so. Fuddruckers. This Saturday football plays at JMU College Game Day. Uh. I am probably an idiot, but I think we're going to win. I, I, I have a feeling we're going to win kind of convincingly. It came out right before we started recording that JMU has been denied for the final time. They will not be playing in the Sun Belt Championship game. I can't believe it. They will not be playing in a bowl unless people don't fill bowl slots. Uh, so, I, I mean, I think they're going to feel disheartened, and it's college game day. Like, the the ingredients for an App State road upset are mm-hmm. here. Like, the pompous show of college game day, them being ranked in the AP poll. Yeah. Like, everything's set for an upset here. Yeah. I mean, think about Troy damn near upset us. They should have right. upset us. Right. Like, uh, and that's how I feel like Texas A&M felt last season before we showed up. Like, yeah. It was just that kind of, oh, this doesn't matter. Like, yeah. We'll beat these guys. Uh, so I'm excited to watch that. Uh, I feel pretty confident we're going to win. Check us out next week when we lose. Uh, <laughs> see how that episode goes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, go Mountaineers, take the stairs. <laughs> oh.